The holidays are on at Old Navy, where all jeans, all pants, all sweaters, and all outerwear are on sale up to 50% off now. Jeans start at just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. All the looks you love, even this season's must-have plaid styles, are on sale. Plus, get fashion in a flash. Buy online, pick up in-store for free today in just two hours. Hurry in for up to 50% off all jeans, pants, sweaters, and outerwear at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 11.4 to 11.13 excludes in-store clearance. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. All right, welcome into the Matlock Show this Wednesday edition, because I am on the road. I am in Monroe, Louisiana, home of the Duck Dynasty boys, Jace and uh, Willie and all of those guys. But uh, we got a Trump rally tonight. I'm coming to you from my hotel room here in Monroe, Monroe, Louisiana. If you were paying attention last night, I put some pictures up on Instagram of where I spent my evening, and it was a good evening. I want to I want to talk about that just a little bit and everything else, but this segment brought to you by PatriotMobile.com. Head over to PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. Um, you're looking for great cell phone service. You're, you're looking for a cell phone provider that will take care of you, that will give you good customer service, that will provide you a good product. That is Patriot Mobile. And on top of all of that, Patriot Mobile takes a little bit of your money and they give it to conservative causes. So the NRA, Empower Texans, just to name a a couple of great companies. So instead of giving your money to big wireless, you give your money to a company that believes in what you believe in. Vote with your dollars. Head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. Patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. So I hung out last night at this little place called the Brass Monkey, was drinking some Flying Tigers local hazy IPA. But the really cool thing about when I travel, the thing that I love is, you know, I'm I'm really an extrovert. I like to go out. I like to meet people. I like to talk. I like to have conversations. I like to understand what people are thinking. I talk to them. You know, we, we have amazing conversations about this country, who these people are. And I met more great people last night. And they're all excited about Trump coming to town. They're all excited about what's going to happen in 2020. They're all excited about the jobs they have, the money that they're making, how good off they are, how well the town's doing, that kind of stuff. And I run into it everywhere. It's not just in Monroe, Louisiana. It's not just in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. It's not just in Dallas, Texas. It's all over this great country. And so as I sit there last night, having these conversations, talking with these folks all over this great country, it just, it it dawns on you. We're being lied to. You know, the mainstream media, they're not going to tell you about Monroe, Louisiana. They're not going to tell you about the economy in these smaller towns all across the country because they don't want you to know, first off. They don't want you to know how well off people are. They don't want they don't want you to they don't want to give President Trump credit. 
for what he's been doing. They don't. They just don't want to do that. Now, I, I come along. I come across some, you know, some liberals along the way. Talked to a very nice liberal last night, and you know, we have our differences, but in the end, we all love America. I mean, in the end, we love what America stands for. We 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 love what's happening in America. We're, we're happy that you know wages are up and jobs are up and and regulation is down. And, and, and really, in the end, I'll tell you what we all can come to an agreement on is that politicians are just crooks. And so there, there was an election last night. There was a few of them. And, and, and the big one, the key one that is going on currently right now is uh, Kentucky and, and Matt Bevin. And as far as we can see, uh, Matt Bevin is uh, in a dead heat for his seat and may lose it. And of course, what does the what, do, what 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 does the mainstream media run out there do? Well, it's Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. No, Kentucky is an odd bird. It really is. Kentucky is a very odd bird that you see um, the likes of Thomas Massey. You uh, see the, the the likes of a Mitch McConnell, and you get a Matt Bevin. But last night, Republican Daniel Cameron made history with his victory over former Kentucky House Speaker Greg Stumbo becoming the first African-American to be elected the state's attorney general and offering a silver lining to the GOP amid drama over the state's gubernatorial race. Further, Cameron will be the first Republican attorney general in the state in more than 70 years, a significant achievement as GOP Governor Matt Bevin trails Democrat Andy Besher, Besher in a tight race in which Bevin has not conceded but Democrats have declared victory. Now, the margin of victory so far is about 0.3%. It's falling, it's coming down to roughly somewhere in the neighborhood of four to 5,000 votes. Now, the Trump campaign highlighted Cameron's win, however, even as appears to write off Bevin's chances of prevailing. It says, quote, President Trump's rally helped five of the six Kentucky Republicans win clear statewide victories, including Attorney General-elect Daniel Cameron, who will be the first black AG in Kentucky history and the first Republican to hold office since 1948. You heard me right. That's what I'm saying. Kentucky's a really odd state. And Kentucky has been somewhat blue, but it always, for whatever reason, goes red. And the Big elections. You know, Trump won Kentucky easily in 2016. But the statewide races are never that way. And, and you know, I don't know Matt Bevin personally. I, I don't follow his politics closely. I don't follow Kentucky politics all that much because I don't live in Kentucky. But it's amazing to watch. I mean, here's the story today. The story is the left's going to hang Bevin around Trump's neck. I said this the other day. Are these all, you know, is Trump on the ballot? Is Trump on the ballot? Because if you listen to the mainstream media, they would tell you Trump's on the ballot. They would tell you that Trump's, you know, it's Trump's influence. It's this, it's that. You got to take the good with the bad. So when we start looking at what happened in Kentucky, you got five statewide races that were won. You have one that is going to be contested, the governorship, and it's Matt Bevin. Now, 
from what everything I've seen, I've read, I've known over the last few years, Matt Bevin is not well liked in the state of Kentucky. And hell, even the president called him out and said, you know, he's kind of a butthole. But isn't that what you want? I mean, don't you want someone that's going to be tough, that's going to do the things that need to be done for Kentucky? Don't you want that kind of person? I mean, when you absolutely look at it, you want someone who's going to go to the map for you. You want someone that's going to be tough. You want someone that's going to put Kentucky's interest, you know, first. So here we are. Now, the president just about dragged Matt, Govin, Matt Bevin across the finish line, helping him run stronger than expected in what turned into a very close race at the end. A final outcome remains to be seen. So what we know, let me tell you what we know about Kentucky. Matt Bevin supposedly was trailing by almost eight points. Eight. Not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight points. Trump comes in there, does what he does, and now Bevin is in a runoff here, or a recount, or whatever it will be, because it's within four or 5,000 votes. It's within, like, 0.3%. It's crazy. And all the other candidates that Trump went and talked about, who we went and rallied for, won. So, one out of six? Not bad. So, you know, you look at this, you've got the first black attorney general in Kentucky, Daniel Cameron. You know, Trump says a star is born. Cameron, 33, has worked in private practice, was legal counsel to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. He grew up, Kentucky, he grew up in Kentucky and played football at the University of Louisville. In his victory speech, Cameron, Cameron thanked McConnell as part of his campaign. McConnell faces Democratic opposition in 2020, and one potential opponent, U.S. Marine veteran Amy McGrath, pointed to Bashir's possible victory as a sign that the longtime senator's days could be numbered. See, everybody's going to play politics here. Everybody's going to say, you know, I think this, I think that. This is what's going on. That's what's going on. We, we just don't know. I mean, five out of six races in Kentucky go red. Can I tell you that Kentucky's going to stay red now? I mean, I remember, and I can tell you a story. I remember back in 2008. And, you know, I'm, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I remember going to vote in 2008. And I remember that Barack Obama won Indiana. And I was dumbfounded. A Democrat had not won Indiana in like 40 years. But I'm sitting there that night, and it was McCain, of course. John McCain. I mean, what a terrible candidate John McCain was, right? What a terrible candidate John McCain was. But I'm sitting there that night because I'm a political junkie. I had not started my podcast yet. The Matlock Show didn't even exist. And I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, Indiana just went blue. And it's, it's just almost unbelievable. So to sit here and say that Kentucky can't go blue, I would be lying to you. I mean, it comes, the really, the, the, the thing about politics, the thing about elections, it comes down to voting. You have to get out. You have to support your candidate. You have to be mobilized. But more than anything, you have to be energized. You can't sit there and not do anything. I don't know how the voting went in Kentucky. I don't know who came out and who didn't. It's an off election year once again, and that tends to be very low turnout. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what develops. 
We'll see what goes on over the next few days. I mean, Bevin's only trailing, supposedly, by 0.3%, less than 5,000 votes. So here we are. I mean, it just, you, you never, ever know. All right, I want to shift gears here. I want to take you, head over to the matlockshow.com. Head over to the matlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. I want you to click on that Ver Forever link, the CBD oil. You know, I'm going to tell you, there are studies, there are cases. I'm a believer. You know, I've seen too many, I've listened to too many people tell me that CBD oil works. And I'm going to tell you, it works for me. I use the cream. So there's a cream over there. You rub on all your achy spots, your back, your knees, your hips, your elbows, whatever it may be. But it works almost instantaneously. We're using using it for our dog. We've seen a, a, a big uh, change in his attitude, in, in, in his mobility, and, and just his overall you know appearance of what he is. Head over to thematlockshow.com, click on that Verve Forever link, and I'll tell you what I'll do. If you're a first-time buyer, use Verve 50, V-E-R-V-E 50. You're going to get 50% off that product today. If you order over $100, you're going to get free shipping. And now that we're going into the holidays, Verve is running a special here for you frequent flyers, for those of you who have bought in the past. If you use Verve 3.5, that's Verve 3.5, you'll save 35% off your order from Verve Forever. Head over to thematlockshow.com, click on my link, that's how I get paid, and then use Verve 50 or Verve 35 and, and, and get you some great CBD oil. All right, so... Julie Briskman. You remember Julie Briskman? I mean, you may not remember old Julie Briskman. She was a cyclist who flipped off the Trump motorcade in Virginia and lost her job. I mean, sounds like a great woman, doesn't she? Well, she won her election in Virginia. A cyclist who was fired after flipping the bird, making a rude single finger gesture to the U.S. President Donald Trump's motorcade, has been elected to local office in Virginia. Don't you love it? Don't you love politics? Now, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know Julie Briskman. But, you know, she's probably a local hero there in Virginia. You know, they all hate Donald Trump. They all hate him with a passion that burns hotter than the sun. But, you know, she's the lady that was out on her bike riding and flipped the bird to the Trump motorcade. And she got fired from her job. Well, Julie Briskman, whose one-handed salute was captured in an AFP photograph that went viral, beat the Republican incumbent to, to a seat on the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors in state elections that saw Trump's Republican Party suffer a series of stinging defeats. The single mother of two teens lost her job as a marketing analyst for a United States government military subcontractor after the screenshot of her gesture spread across media and the Internet in 2017, bringing her insults and threats. But getting fired also opened a lot of door for the 52-year-old who told AFP during her campaign, including accepting an invitation to run for local office for the Democratic ticket. That decision paid off on Tuesday night as Briskman celebrated her victory in a tweet that linked to a copy of the image. <sighs> These people are so proud. And, and, you know, there are times where I want to flip people off. I mean... Let's not get crazy. There are times when I just, you know, I, I want to flip people off. 
I want to say, you know what, get out of my face. I don't agree with you. You're a jackass. Here we are. You know, does she have the right to flip off the president's motorcade? Of course she does. Did the subcontractor have the right to fire her? Of course they did. Now she ran for president, and our president, I'm sorry. Now she ran for local office and won. That's America. See, this is, this is the thing that's amazing to me. Only in America would you see a story like this. In there, you know, look, I don't have any ill will toward Democrats, toward Obama. I mean, I didn't like their policies, but I'm not going to flip them off. I'm not going to go out of my way to be rude or inconsiderate. Hell, I was having a conversation last night with a liberal in the bar, and I'm not, I don't need to be rude or inconsiderate. Did I agree with anything he said? No, not a damn thing, but it's okay. That's what makes America great. That's what makes America what it is. In this Julie Briskman, she is now in local government in Virginia. This is what happens. This is what happens only in America. So, you know, I mean, I don't have any, that's the thing. You shouldn't have any ill will toward a Julie Briskman. It was her right to flip off the motorcade. It was their right to fire her. It's her right to run for office. She got elected. All right, so. I'm going to change gears here. Katie Hill. I talked about Katie Hill the other day. And I saved this from yesterday. But Katie Hill came out yesterday. Now, if you don't know who Katie Hill is, let me, let me tell you a little bit about Katie Hill. Katie Hill was a congresswoman from California. Elected from California. But her and her husband were, they were actively in a thruple. And I heard a really good explanation driving over to Monroe, Louisiana yesterday that I just never heard before. So I talked about Katie Hill last week. I talked about her role, what she did, the Iron Cross, all the things going on, the bong, you know, her grooming her campaign staffer, which is illegal. She stepped down because of ethics violations that she would be, you know, investigated for. But she was having a throuple. Now, I thought that was a threesome, but I heard Rush Limbaugh talking yesterday or, you know, no, it wasn't Rush Limbaugh. It was, it was Chad Prather. You can, you can listen to Chad Prather, watchchad.com. You can head over and find him where all podcasts are found. I was listening to his podcast yesterday, but a thruple is a relationship of three people that lasts more than a single instance. See, I didn't, I didn't know that. A, a, a threesome, I guess, is a one-time deal. You and two ladies, or you and a guy and another lady, or whatever, get together, and here you are. That's a threesome. But a thruple is a committed relationship of three people. Well, anyway, former Rep. Katie Hill, on Sunday, sent out a pointed message following her resignation, because, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't her fault that she resigned. It was the mainstream media, it was the right-wing conspiracy, it wasn't the fact that she broke ethics rules, or that she was sleeping around in her thruple, or she was doing things that were illegal, it was just that uh, you didn't understand. And this great big Republican collusion drove her out of office. Well, former Rep. Katie Hill on Sunday sent out, sent out a pointed message. She referred to President Trump as a serial, sexual, predator. 
urging American voters to elect a woman as president in 2020 in order to show women and girls that we matter. Now, I want to talk about this for a second. Where's your proof? I mean, where's your proof that Trump's a serial sexual predator? You don't get to just throw these adjectives around willy-nilly and say that it's true. You have to have proof. In society, in America, you are innocent until proven guilty. You're innocent. So where is your proof? Where is your proof that Trump is a serial sexual predator? I mean, I was in a bar last night. This liberal I was talking to, I won't use his name, was telling me that Christine Balsey Ford was so amazing and, and so powerful and so brave. And, you know, she stood up to Kavanaugh. And, and I said, wait a minute. Wait just a second. You know, in my life, I've grown up and, and I've had, I had a rough childhood. I did. Dad was an alcoholic. You know, he beat us. I, I, you know, I, I went through some bad times in my life. And I told this gentleman, I said, you, you know, I can tell you every instance of what happened to me in my abuse today. I can tell you. I can tell you exactly what happened, where I was at, you know, what house I was in, all that stuff. Why couldn't Ford tell us what party she was at? Why wait 30 years to bring up these allegations? Oh, you just don't know. You just don't know. No, I don't know. I have never been raped. I was never in Christine Balsey Ford's predicament, she says. But this guy was trying to tell me that Kavanaugh was a serial rapist. And now you've got Katie Hill telling you that Trump is a serial sexual predator. Where's your proof? Where is your proof? You know, these ladies come forward against President Trump. They file these lawsuits. And then it's found that they're not credible. And the lawsuits go away. That's America. That's the court system. But yet, we've got the left. Oh, well, Trump's a serial sexual predator. Brett Kavanaugh's a serial sexual predator. Where is your proof? Oh, well, Jody Sweeten or Sweatin or whatever her name is. You know, Sweatnick. Well, her story didn't hold up. Well, yeah, but, you know, it was because of the media. No. It's because of a little thing called facts. You have to have facts. You have to have proof. So Hill resigned from Congress last week after allegations of inappropriate sexual relationships with congressional staffers surfaced. So I want to ask you a question. Should Katie Hill be saying anything at all? I mean, think about it. How hypocritical is it that Miss Hill is going to come out and say, no, well, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. I mean, all right. You can only cry wolf so many times. You can only come out and cry wolf so many times before someone says, you know, I don't believe you. I'm tired of what you say. I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to be part of it. I don't need to hear it. I don't, I, I don't believe 
you. You're sitting here and you're grooming staffers. And then you step down so that you didn't have to face allegations of ethics charges. You broke the law. You, 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 your personal actions put you in the place you are today. Nobody else. Not some far right-wing conspiracy. Not President Trump. Not the, not the Republican Party. You. I mean, are, are we at the point now where no one wants to take any responsibility for their actions? They, they don't want to take any responsibility for what they do, what goes on in their life. You, 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 don't, you don't get to sleep with your staffer. It's illegal. It's against the law. Who you sleep with, I don't care. I don't care if it's a man. I don't care if it's a woman. I don't care if it's two men or two women or six men or eight women. That is up to you. That is your life. I can't tell you, and I'm not going to tell you, what goes on in your bedroom. But Hill coming out here, I mean, going after President Trump, I mean, this woman, if you really want to look at it, she's a sexual predator. It's the pot calling the kettle black. But yet, she's looked upon in the democratic circles as some kind of um, leader, example, some person that you should believe. Now, here's the deal. Ethics committees, the Ethics Committee, it prompted the House Ethics Committee to launch a formal investigation into whether Hill had an inappropriate sexual relationship with a congressional staffer. While she denied one of the allegations, an affair, an affair with a male member of her congressional staff, I love this, where's the bell? That's so funny. She admitted to a throuple relationship with a female staffer and announced her resignation last week. She largely blamed right-wing media for her fate, citing a double standard and a misogynistic culture. She says, quote, I am leaving now because of a double standard. I am leaving because a misogynistic culture that gleefully consumed my naked pictures, capitalized on my sexuality, and enabled my abusive ex to continue that abuse, she said, adding that she will not allow her experience to scare off young women or girls from running for office. Now, here's the thing. If you don't want your naked pictures circulating all over the internet, don't take them. Don't allow your husband to take them. Don't allow your girlfriend or your boyfriend to take them. I mean, there's a very easy way to not have your naked pictures all over the internet. It's kind of like abstinence, right? If you don't want to get pregnant, don't have sex. It's pretty easy. You know, because if, if you abstain from sexual intercourse, there's 100% chance you're not going to create a baby. These people are crazy. But she's like, well, you know, well, it, it, it's, it, it's this atmosphere. It's this double standard. I'm leaving because of the misogynistic culture. I, I get so tired. And look, there are powerful, amazing women out there who do great work every day. Are, are, they being, are they being held back? Is there a double standard? I mean, can someone tell me anything a woman can't do that I can't? Just because I have a penis? Now, now mind you, I'm not, I'm not ignorant to history. 
not ignorant to the fact that, you know, women had less rights in the past, but today you don't. In today's society, women are equal to men, period. There isn't one thing that I can do that a woman can't do. Not one thing. And you know what? I can't have babies. No matter what they tell you in this woke, ridiculous, transphobic, gender, lesbian, bisexual culture, I can't have a baby. I don't have the plumbing for it. But to come out here, to come out and, you know, I think Katie Hill's a little bitter. I don't think she's real happy with her uh, her position in life. And, and, and she's going to use her sexuality as a crutch. She's going to use her womanhood as, oh, well, I was held back. It's a misogynistic world out there. I'm a woman. I have female parts. And that's why I got tore down. No, you got, you, you got in trouble because of your actions. You, 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 were, you stepped down and resigned because of the, the illegal things you did. Now, on Sunday, Hill took aim at the president on social media, referring to him as a serial sexual predator and urging American voters to put a woman in the White House in order to show women and girls that they matter. Of course women matter. I, this is a terrible argument. Women matter. Are we ever going to see a woman president? Probably. Will it be in my lifetime? I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to see a woman president. Your gender, your gender has nothing to do with it. I'm so tired of the left playing this gender race um, card. This oh woe is me card because I'm not you. It's so ridiculous. But the hypocrisy of all of this is Katie Hill is the sexual predator. Katie Hill is the one sleeping with her staffers. Katie Hill is the one that has naked... I mean, she's the naked picture. I heard Chad Prather talking about this yesterday in his podcast. He took a picture. And he, 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 he overimposed Brett Kavanaugh's face onto Katie Hill's face. Now, the picture is Katie Hill sitting in a chair naked, brushing her staffer's hair. And, and Chad, on social media, said... Would you feel different if it were Kavanaugh? And Twitter or Instagram or one of them banned him for 12 hours. But isn't that the truth? I mean, if you look at that, isn't that the truth? If Kavanaugh has pictures floating around of himself naked, brushing his staffers or his aide's hair, it would be all over the internet. It would break it. But Katie Hill, eh, nothing to see here. She's got a picture of her with a bomb, eh, nothing to see here. Oh, she's got a picture of a Nazi Iron Cross tattoo, oh, nothing to see here. But yet she, herself, is out there in the media saying how wrong she is because of the great big right-wing conspiracy. No. Your actions have consequences, and here we are. And you, coming out saying that Trump is a serial sexual predator, is laughable. She says, quote, a year from now, we have a chance to show women and girls that we matter. 
hopefully will elect a woman as president. If not, let's work to make sure a serial sexual predator no longer occupies the White House. What are we as a nation going to do, she asked. Ladies, show up. Now, all right. If she wants to urge on the female gender, if she wants to urge on women to be better than they are, okay, I'm okay with that. But to sit here and tell me that Trump is a sexual predator is just an outright lie. It literally is just an outright lie. And I'm tired of the left just saying whatever the hell they want to say at any given time they want to say it, at any time they want. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. It's so far-fetched, and I'm just tired of it. I'm absolutely tired of what the left does. And Katie Hill, you know, it, it, this woman, she went after Kavanaugh. Now she's going after Trump. You probably ought to look in your own cupboards first. That's all I have to say. Um, I want to switch gears here. We're going to finish up Katie Hill there because I, I really don't care anymore. I'm, I'm kind of bored with that subject. Um, do me a quick favor. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. S-C-A-R-S. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. It's great coffee. Veteran run. It's amazing what they've done. So Scars and Stripes has, they, they've built this e-commerce platform that allows veterans to be entrepreneurs. They put them in small groups. They allow them to be together. They allow them to work it, it together in groups to build their own business, to be successful business people, and to sell a great product. If you're looking for great coffee, Scars and, Stri Scars and Stripes Coffee is it. I mean, it's fantastic. If you want to empower, if you want to empower a veteran, head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Do it now. It's on my website, thematlockshow.com. There's a link over there. Empower a veteran, scarsandstripescoffee.com. All right. So, the White House. We we know that we've got Obama holdovers. We know that we've got punks and pukes and people whose only mission in life is to take the president and the Republicans down, right? You know, Rush Limbaugh was talking about this yesterday. I found this very interesting. You know, do you remember any whistleblowers in the Obama administration? Do you remember any military people, any, any White House staff who were just concerned over the conversations that Barack Obama was having with Iran in the Iran nuclear deal? Or the conversations that Barack Obama was having with the president of Russia, you know, Putin. Or on an open mic was caught saying, hey, 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 Medvedev, who is the prime minister, when I'm reelected, I'll have more flexibility. I mean, do you ever remember a whistleblower? How about Benghazi? Where someone says, you know, I just can't take it anymore. I don't like what Hillary Clinton has done. We lost our ambassador. We, we, we lost three, three other amazing men. You know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to blow the whistle. I'm going to start an investigation. Here we are. You never saw it, right? But yet, all over the Trump White House, we have got these hacks, these insiders, these 
moles, these leakers. I wouldn't even call them whistleblowers. They're leakers. And now I was looking at the news today, and uh, who was it? Somebody is mad that Rand Paul would come out and say that the, the whistleblower, the leaker, should, should have to testify. Why shouldn't they? What, well, you know, they, they talk about the whistleblower protections. The whistleblower protection is not of amenity. The whistleblower protections are set up so that a person who is the whistleblower doesn't lose their job because of the actions they took. It doesn't grant them, you know, not knowing who they are. It doesn't grant them hiding behind this, this farce to say, you know what, I know that Trump did this, or I know that Trump did that, or this happened, or that happened. That is not the case. And it was never meant to be the case. But yet here we are. We've got this whistleblower, because the whistleblower, you know, it, it, it was it was how the impeachment inquiry got started. Now it's, oh, well, maybe we don't need the whistleblower. And then it was, well, Schiff knew him, and then didn't know him. And then we found out it was this Saramella guy, and then maybe it's not. But now, this story I found on Sunday, the Justice Department. Justice Department demands information on anonymous author of a warning. I don't know if you, have you heard of this? So there is an anonymous author running around the White House, collecting data, and then they went out and wrote a book. So a writer claiming to be a senior Trump official who penned an op-ed on resistance in the White House says they will give at least one interview on their new book. I want you to think about this for a second. So we have a mole running around in the White House collecting information on the Trump administration, leaves the White House, writes a book. Now, first of all, when you go to the White House, you have to sign what's called an NDA. It's a non-disclosure agreement. And a non-disclosure agreement keeps you from doing the very thing you're doing here currently, writing a book, giving away insider information. If you head over to watchchad.com and listen to his latest podcast, he interviews one Jack Carr. Jack Carr is the author of The Terminal List, of The True Believer, and soon-to-be Savage Son, the third novel in that book. Well, Mr. Carr was a former Navy SEAL. So when he writes a book, the book has to go through the government and the security clearances to be able to be ready to go to publish to the public. Because there are things that Mr. Carr cannot say. But yet here we are, a writer claiming to be a senior Trump official, has written a book that is going to be released and we don't know who the writer is. The Justice Department on Monday demanded information on the anonymous senior Trump administrative staffer behind the infamous 2018 resistance New York Times op-ed ahead of the mysterious 
author's upcoming anti-Trump book. This is insane. Now look, an NDA only lasts so long. I deal with them every day. You know, I recruit in agriculture. And a lot of these companies will have their salespeople sign NDAs so that, that if they leave the company, they don't give away any trade secrets for like a year. Some are 12 months, some are 18 months. I've seen them as long as two years, but they, they, they eventually go away. So in this case, was the NDA a year? Was it two years? Was it lifetime? We don't know. But yet again, here we are. Could you imagine an anonymous staffer in the Barack Obama White House coming out and writing a book about Obama in an anti-Obama anti book? I mean, I want you to think for a second what the media would do to that individual if it were anti-Obama. They, they, they would, I mean, CNN doxed a meme maker, remember that? The wrestling meme that put CNN on the face of Trump as he was beating them up? CNN doxed a meme maker. You got, you got the left out there just out of their minds pissed off and, and, and trying to run off mini AOC on Twitter, trying to go after her family trying to go after her address, trying to do all of that stuff. But yet, the left's like, they're cheering this person on. Oh, look at this brave individual. Look at this brave Trump staffer who, who, had, who has you know, endured all the stuff going on in, the, in this deal. They, they've endured Trump. They, they've endured his presidency. They, they, they've, they, 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 they just are, they're amazing. They're, they're warriors. They're, they're, they're people that have went through so much, and look what they're doing, and they're cheered by the left. And, and when the right says, wait a minute, this is confidential information. This is information these people shouldn't have. And now they're writing a book about it. Don't you think for a, a second that you might want to know who that is and have a discussion with them and say, um, you know, what are you doing? Because the justice, we're, we're finding out that Justice Department officials asked for details on the anonymous author in a letter to the publisher on Monday, which also indicated that the secretive author could be subject to non-disclosure agreements. Quote, if the author is, in fact, a current or former senior official in the Trump administration, publication of the book may violate that official's legal obligations under one or more non-disclosure agreements, including non-disclosure agreements that are routinely required with respect to information obtained in the course of one's official responsibilities or as a condition for access to classified information. Such agreements typically require that any written work, potentially containing protected information, be submitted for pre-publication review. Courts have approved the imposition of a construct constructive trust to collect the proceeds of the breach generated by an unapproved publication. What all that means is that this author 
may not have the right to the information he has. It may be illegal. He or she may be breaking the law by giving away information they obtained through their work that was maybe classified. Now I want you to think about this for a second because Mr. Saucier, the guy that was in the submarine that took pictures of his workstation, went to jail. That's classified information. Same thing happened with Bradley Manning. You know, when you start looking at the, about this, and now you've got a writer out there who may be writing about classified information. Now, the publisher, Hatchet Book Group, later replied that it received Mr. Hunt's letter, who was with the DOJ, but would not comply with the request to reveal any details on the author's identity. Why is that? You know, here you have, this is, what ama this is what amazes me. You've got the clown show that is currently going on up on Capitol Hill with this impeachment crap where the left runs out and says, well, we sent out a subpoena. Nobody's following the subpoena. Everybody should follow the subpoena. They should do what they're told. But yet, they're applauding this guy or gal who's staying anonymous to hide himself or herself from the government. Now, I've seen the cover of the book. You know, it has the title of the book, and it says, by an anonymous writer. That person isn't going to put their name on the book. Now, the Department of Justice says, you know what, we need to know who the author is. We need to have a conversation. And oh, by the way, the book needs to go through review to make sure that there's nothing in there that would be classified, that would be, you know, not good. And so what does Hatchet Book Group do? Nah. Quote, Hatchet is not a party to any non-disclosure agreements with the U.S. government that would require any pre-publication review of this book. The company's executive vice president and general counsel, Carol F. Ross, wrote on Monday. The book titled A Warning comes roughly a year after the senior staffer laid out his scathing attack in that op-ed in the, in the Wall Street Journal, or I think maybe it's the Washington Compost. According to the publisher, the book will be, will be released this month, November 19th, and pick up where the controversial op-ed left off. Quote, this explosive book offers a shocking first-hand account of President Trump and his record, the publisher said last month. Now, Javelin's Matt Latimer and Keith Urban both of whom represent former FBI Director James Comey on his book, are working with the author, whose identity is still unknown to the public. Now, I want you to think about that for a second, because the same people who were working with James Comey on his book are working with this person on their book. Huh, isn't that amazing? All these rats, they run in the same circles. They all run in the same circles. It's amazing to me. Now look, you, there are rules that society has to live by. But doesn't it seem like the rules don't apply to the left? I mean, does that feel like that way to you? It does to me. Every time I see stories like this, it just feels like the rules don't apply to the left. They can do whatever they want to do at any time they want to do it. They can stay anonymous doing it. 
their heroes doing it. I mean, I talked about it yesterday. You know, you have Joy Behar on The View saying, you know, if you were smart Democrats, you wouldn't tell your constituents what you're going to do until after you're elected. I mean, is this, is this the world you want to live in? Are, are these the rules that we want to follow? But to me, I mean, it's, it's obviously apparent that the Democrats don't have to follow the rules. I, I said this before. I was listening to the Chad Prather show yesterday, driving from DFW over here to Monroe, Louisiana. And Jack Carr, who is a fiction author, because this book is supposedly nonfiction, a warning. It's supposedly of the Trump White House. It's supposedly an inside look. Well, here you have Jack Carr, who writes fiction, which is made up, for those of you in Flint, Indiana. He has to go through a Department of Justice check to make sure nothing in his make-believe book can come across as any kind of classified, any material that the government doesn't want you to know. But here you got this moron, who is obviously a Democrat, writing these op-eds, writing this book, working with the same people that Jim Comey worked with, and absolutely nothing is going to happen to this person. Now, should it? <coughs> Excuse me. Should anything happen to this writer? Does this writer <coughs> does this writer have, you know, is it okay for what this writer did? Is it, is it, is it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it legal what this writer did? Are they, are they within their rights? I would love to hear from you on that at Real Matt Locke on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. You can find me over at the Cartel Matt on Facebook or head to the website, thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. But should we know who the writer is? Should the writer be subject to any disciplinary actions? I would love to know what's in the book. I would love to know what this is all about. Hell, I may even buy the book just to read it to see what, they, and that's what they're doing. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to create a buildup of, a, of, an, of excitement and enthusiasm for this book when it comes out November 19th. So we shall see. I just find this a really crazy story. Um, it says this explosive book offers a shocking firsthand account of President Trump and his record, which, once again, a shocking firsthand account. It's so crazy. Titled, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration, the Times op-ed, which was published September 5th of 2018, revealed that the author and others in the administration wanted to undermine Trump's agenda. While the author distances themselves from the popular resistance movement, they also asserted that thwarting Trump was vital to the health of the nation. Quote, we believe our first duty is to this country, and the president continues to act in a manner that is detrimental to the health of our republic, the official said in the op-ed. The op-ed took particular aim at the president's behavior, claiming he was erratic and had a fundamental amorality that plagued his administration. 
Quote, anyone who works with him knows he is not moored to any discernible first principles that, dis that guide his decision making. So here it comes. All this book is, all this book is going to be is slinging crap. Trump's this, Trump's that. I talked to a liberal last night in the bar. It's the same thing. Trump's a sexual predator. Trump's an asshole. Trump's this, Trump's that. You know what? I don't personally care what Trump is. I'm a results-oriented and driven kind of guy. Trump, and this is what I was saying last night in my argument, you have to admit, Trump has gotten results. Oh, no, he hasn't. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you can't talk to liberals. You can't have a conversation with them. Because it's the same old arguments. Every single time. And they don't want to give any credit where credit is due. I didn't like Barack Obama. But you know what? I would give him credit when credit was due. And look, I'm not friends with Donald Trump. When Trump does things that I don't like, I will tell you. But I'm not going to sit here and put, bury my head in the sand and tell you that Trump's not doing a good job when he is. Now, I got one last story here. We got about, uh, I don't know, about seven minutes. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com, if you would, please. CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E-25. I know it's not flip-flop weather, but they sell much more than flip-flops. I love Griff and Lee over there at Combat Flip-Flops. They're great supporters of the Matlock Show. But go check out their website, CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E. You'll get 25% off of anything on the website today. Go do it now, CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25 as your code. All right, last article here. Got about six minutes. I, I found this an interesting article because the Senate passed two of Senator Jody Ernst's proposals to rein in wasteful federal spending. Shouldn't that happen, like, all the time? I mean, when you look at something like this, shouldn't this be just commonplace? Because they passed two of these proposals to cut back on wasteful government spending. Like, isn't that what we should be doing? The first proposal, get this, known as the Bogus Bonus Act, would cut bonuses for federal contractors that do not meet the federal government standards. The other bill, known as the Billion Dollar Boondoggle Act, would expose taxpayer-funded projects that are billions of dollars over budget and over five years behind schedule. <laughs> Do we really need bills for this? I mean, do we really need proposals to do our jobs? I mean, I want you to think about it. You hire a general contractor to renovate your kitchen. You pay that general contractor half up front and half on completion. The general contractor says, you know, this is going to be a, an eight-week renovation. So at week four, you know, you've paid the contractor half your money. Yes, the contractor will argue, 
halfway done? Oh, no, no. We're only about 20% done. And oh, by the way, um, instead of the $15,000 I quoted you, now it's going to be thirty, dollars And you've only paid me $7,500, so I need another $7,500 for the half down to continue on your kitchen. So first of all, you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, you quoted me $15,000. Why is it thirty? dollars Secondly, you're thinking to yourself, um, no, no, you, you told me $15,000, it was going to be eight weeks. We're now at four weeks, and you're telling me it's going to be another eight weeks, and then it's going to cost me another $15,000. No. I mean, is it, to you, isn't this common sense? What would you tell that general contractor? No. I mean, what reason could you have for my price going to double? What reason could you have to tell me that you were going to finish my project in eight weeks and now it's going to be 16? But, you know, this is the government. The government allows this stupid shit. I mean, the government, look, look at the bullet train in California. Over budget, over schedule, not done on time. And they're like, people in, in politics are like, oh, okay. Well, it's, it's over budget and not on time. Oh, well, throw some more money at it. It's not, it's not our money. You wouldn't stand for that. You would look at the general contractor and you would say, no. You're going to finish my project on time for the money I paid you, or I'm going to fire you and go get another general contractor. Now, nobody wants to fire a general contractor in the middle of a job, but I've done it before. I mean, this is the thing. that The government does not live in the real world. And now they're all lauding. I mean, this is the thing that drives me nuts. They're all out there. Oh, look at Joni Ernst. Oh, that's amazing. Look at the look at the proposal she's brought forward. The, these already should have been in place. They already should have been taken care of. They already should have been done. And, 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 and as, as Americans, as voters, as constituents, we, we ought to be looking at this saying, um, why is there a need? Aren't you already trying to cut waste? Aren't you already trying to be a good steward of my taxpayer dollars that I send to this country every year? Or are you just out there willy-nilly doing whatever you want, blowing money, and now you guys got to act like you're important and bring up these proposals to vote to say, you know, we're going to cut spending. It's so crazy. I mean, politics is so crazy, and it is so baffling, and it is so ridiculous that these politicians, they, they, they're pat themselves on the back. Look what we're doing. Look, look what we're doing for you. We're going to cut wasteful spending. You already should have been cutting wasteful spending. You already should have been doing your job. You already should have been doing all of this stuff that you now are telling me you're doing. I mean, it is so ridiculous. All right, guys, that's it for today. I've ran out of time. Do me a great big favor. If you would, head over, find me at Real Matlock on Twitter, 
Instagram, and Parlor. I'm over on the Cartel Mat on Facebook. Watch Lock and Load over America's Voice News. I'm here in Monroe, Louisiana. I will be covering President Trump tonight, so you're going to want to tune in. That coverage starts probably sometime around 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Make sure that you download the iOS or the Android app for America's Voice. Find us on Roku, Apple TV, um, Amazon Fire Stick, YouTube, um, Facebook, where all videos can be found. Thanks for following me. Go tell a friend. Hey, the newsletter and the October winner coming up this weekend. You know what, guys? For today, the Matlock Show is out. I've got to tell you about this cool show I discovered called Small Business Revolution Main Street. It's a business makeover show with tons of awesome advice. What I love about it is they do it all with heart, not the hyped up drama of those other shows we've all seen. Ty Pennington, the renovation guy, he's on it. And Amanda Brinkman, this marketing guru from Deluxe. Definitely check it out. You can watch it on Hulu, Prime, or smallbusinessrevolution.org. Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. He didn't fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. Two turtle doves and a laptop for Carrie. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One NA.